welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast, a show on the Massiverse, a superhero universe created by Kyle Higgins and Marcel Acosta, as well as, obviously, Radiant Black. Today, I'm your host, Bashar, and I'm joined by my friends and my fellow co-hosts, Matt and Charlie. Uh, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Busy Sunday, but uh, it's been a, nice to have uh, the Massiverse popping off with two uh, arcs ongoing, so it's cool to get to talk about Dead Lucky. It's been a few months, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm doing good too. Um, lots of new characters around the board um, we've been being introduced to, so I'm, I'm excited to dive into those with you guys. And uh, yeah, like Matt said, busy Sunday. Um, but yeah, happy happy to be here with you guys talking about Dead Lucky. How are you doing, Bash? Good. Yeah, it's it's exciting to um, get into arc two of Dead Lucky. It's something we've been looking forward to. I know it's one of your favorite titles in the Masterverse, and I feel like you know we've. We agree it doesn't get enough love. Uh, good, good, great cover by uh, by I think it's French Carlo Magno, and yeah, and I think he does his own coloring as well. Yeah, so he's the only signature there, like the little pyre reflection and yeah, yeah blue blue's different. I feel yeah. like for dead lucky cover A, and I like it. Like the Morrow badge there on the on the suit, a little touch there. So yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that cover. With uh, the villain from Blast Arc with uh, Dead Lucky in the palm of his hand and stuff like that. It kind of seems like a reverse yeah. of that. So I, I like that. I like that little theming. Yeah, Pirate seems to be an important part of the Masterverse moving forward. And, uh, you know, if you're at this issue, maybe a little spoiler. Definitely, we got what, what's revealed definitely gives us the impression that that's uh, true because, well, not only are they in the cover of the next like three or four issues of Dead Lucky, <laughs> and they, they've been the, the first wave of the Masterverse. Uh, card game that's coming out in 2024. So, Pyre is one to look out for. Dead Lucky number five, snag them while you can. I couldn't find any. <laughs> yeah, no, Pyre, that's it's a big deal. And yeah, our, our tier list is immediately invalid with uh, Pyre at the B tier. He's definitely rising up the ranks now that we have a little bit of an idea of who Pyre actually is now. And uh, yeah, I, I'm hooked. I'm waiting for the next issue now. I'm eagerly anticipating it now after just the Pyre hook alone. But this issue like was a lot of moving parts as a new arc, but. I feel like uh, there's a lot to bite into here. Yeah, yeah, I, I like kind of uh, all, all the info we got on on the city and kind of everything that BB's done, kind of in the aftermath of last issue, um, and just yeah, just seeing her in this in this new role, um, kind of infiltrating Maro um, from the inside out, um, but just kind of seeing her leading a, a whole new squad and getting to learn a bunch of those new squad members and stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot of a lot of great stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like after the Savior War and the Walking Dead, and when you have to take in some people from the other side, there's a lot of conflicting sides and a lot of motives that, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting and a lot of uh, a lot of intrigue going forward. Yeah. Um, so the creative team for this issue, we've got writer Melissa Flores, artist French Carlo Magno, Carlos Natalia Yukono, uh, incredible, incredible team here, and letter, of course, Becca Carey, uh, issue title, The Sellout, and this is, of course, Dead Lucky number seven. We, I, I think this issue in comparison to others, I, like the color panel wasn't as uh, bright as the other issues, even though there are some bright colors. Overall, it seemed to be a darker issue, which 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 falls in line with the tone and and the uh, themes that are explored within this issue. I think the whole issue is cool because it's like a mission, and you know you, you get in, you get a peek into what the mission is going to be in the first few pages because there's this girl who's trapped in a building in, in Bucharest, Romania. And you get uh, uh, Winston there, who's uh, getting some intel, and then obviously Kane uh, debriefing BB. 
I like the the BB like op suit that she has, where it's like it's yeah. less yeah, it's less like superhero-y, more of like a spy, more espionage. Really cool. It's really weird. Like, what did you guys think right off the bat seeing like you know panels of Kane and and BB reluctantly working together, but then seeing the drones on her side for once? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Like, it's um, on Morrow's perspective, it's kind of hard. Like. Do they trust BB knowing like that? Like, does she co- completely agree with everything they're doing? But I, I just love, I think BB, um, she's selling it very good. How, like, I think um, it, she kind of gets um, like some wins from doing this, but also like it benefits both sides kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I just kind of, yeah, I like that for sure. Yeah, I like the I like the way they're going about it, and I like how we already questioned like BB, you're working for Morrow and stuff like that. Like characters are already having issues with these conf- with these already, and there's a lot you can get a lot of intel from being on the inside of the enemy lines. Even you know it's it's uh, it's opportunistic for BB. She can save lives and also find out what the weaknesses are of Morrow to take them down eventually, right? Because the whole thing is uh, to avenge Eddie, right? And uh, yeah, it's going to be a big undertaking because Morrow has a lot of plans in store. I really like how um, BB was. Uh, being used to save other people and the way they were ma- manipulating that when she was going outside the country, which is like, oh, you can save everybody. Meanwhile, it gives Mara more time to work without BB back home. Like, there's a lot of irons in the fire here, and I, I thought it was uh, really well done. Yeah, yeah there's mutually mutually beneficial component. Uh, the public relations from from using BB, uh, people people seem like it seems like not only is BB doing making a difference and they like her, but it's, she's also helping Mara. Uh, look better because the PR yeah. for Mara was going down better. People feel safer apparently, and they don't feel as um, offended by Mara as they did in the first arc. And of course, there's obviously some embellishing to that. But I think one thing that's really cool is when you when you rescue when she rescues the girl. I think that's like a tangible way for them to point out like the difference she's making. And it's just like yeah, look, like you know, like it's a billionaire and like this is a ransom situation. But this little girl, like you, made a difference in her life. Yeah. I think BB had her funniest line for me anyways in this issue when uh, she's like, oh, we got to go save another girl from like the Nabisco Harris or something like that or whatever, where she's talking about the, uh, I I do kind of like it, but it's kind of dark. It's like you are saving them from child trafficking, but also you have to think of who isn't being saved from child trafficking because their parents aren't billionaires, right? Like it's so dark and it's so complex where even when we're saving people, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's heavy. It's like war and stuff like that. Even the battles you win, uh, you know, aren't entirely won because of what you have to sacrifice to get them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I love how she just comes in here like she has this whole squad with her too, but she can just like go in completely by herself. Um, and and I kind of like um, the switch up action in this issue. Like she's got to be more stealth, so she's not allowed to use her bots. Um, so she's kind of just has to depend on her own like lightning power and kind of um, use her own weapons and stuff. So yeah, some of the action we get in this issue was was really cool. I, I loved it. Yeah. I like that she recruited like uh, Shorty, Torrid, and I think Factor from the gang into her team. I think it shows you just how complex like the whole situation is. There's a lot of literally moving parts. I do like this whole like. Uh, first of all, we get the return of Max Sands, or you know, one of my favorite characters. In the, uh, in the, the characters none of us really got properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to see that he's the mainstay in the Dead Lucky, though. I like that each title has 
their own unique characters, but they're yeah, it's the reporter we know. He stood out the most to us. Like it's hard to remember Alicia Hardcastle's name or Alicia from Alicia, uh, something Green yeah. Red. Yeah, right. Like she yeah. was great, but like Max Sands, we remember him. He's memorable, and maybe he learned from giving away the position of the resistance during the attack. Right? Like maybe that was just a blunder, and he can be super useful using his journalistic talents to really help the resistance. Yeah, I like how like it's like they're all so embedded within such a sketchy a sketchy situation that even Georgia is like super convincing to the point where she has like bb doubting herself and georgia <laughs> it's like it's like, like they're all too deep you know yeah i yeah. was confused i was saw i was lost in the sauce went, oh my god like she speaks the exact language that you want to hear it was really really well yeah no it was great and, and I, I i do just want to point out too uh max hands he's i think he's getting less less and less annoying um the, the more I, I read of him so um i'll, I'll give props on that There's some character development there uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, it seems like he was less more of a hindrance and definitely more more useful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something about this issue that gave me the impression that like Nosa feels more confident as a writer now. Like maybe like she's just taking on so many titles, she's writing so many different comics. And congratulations to her. Well, happy birthday because yesterday, July, I think yes. 29th, it was her yes, birthday. Yes. A big happy, happy birthday, birthday. Yeah. yeah, but but like she's doing a lot of titles: Spider Gwen now, Echo, and Marvel unlimited or whatever it is and then and then obviously power rangers and, and whatever she's still doing like dead lucky and all that good stuff she she, she did some sto a story in chino number one or Zeno, whatever whatever that's pronounced which was excellent and um so it's like i think this is the first time i really felt that she really feels confident as a writer like super confident to where like okay this is just another like monthly book and i'm kicking ass and like you felt the yeah. dialogue i don't know maybe it's just me the dialogue felt sharper the the whole sequence flowed a little bit better I mean, my only one complaint about Dead Lucky, I would say, is that it's very minor. That there's not a lot of double like spread play, uh, spread uh, double page spread splashes. Like it's it's not as common. Yeah, that's true. Know. Yeah, I didn't. They do I the didn't really realize page. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, that's true. Of, that's true. Yeah. You're so right. so right. you should, they should do more of those. Obviously, like don't do them just because we have them. Yeah, like, just yeah, when it fits. Yeah. Because yeah. because when you have an artist team like that, when you have like Mattia yeah. and French. I think it, it's in your favor to give them more scenes where they could really. Did show we get one for Eddie? Eddie sacrifice was that the? Yeah, well, I think we got one there. or two. That's it in the whole series. Like they, they were in the last like three issues or two issues, and then we didn't get anything in, in one, two, three, four, or seven because I reread all of those recently. Cool. Yeah, if that's that's the biggest like issue with it, I mean, it's a solid book for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, a spread page would be nice, but yeah, I can't even think of like a, a complaint to make about this issue. The art's really solid. Like French is incredibly solid with what he puts out there. And um, I really, I know, I, I really enjoyed the writing in this in this issue, especially like BB. I found um, I really liked your motivations and stuff like that, and uh, just the way everybody was used was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it kind of for me, it, like it, it felt like a kind of e good ease into a, a new arc for sure. Um, but I, I know, like we, we've talked about it a bit, we're dancing around it, but yeah, this en the end in this and like kind of the more stuff we learned from the flashbacks too and stuff. Um, really like are making me like just look so forward to this whole arc and the next few issues um, well yeah. yeah exactly uh what also like with pyre there's like almost looks like a romantic connection right not to jump the gun we're getting there we throughout the issue we got flashbacks to this big yeah. mission yeah and someone mentioned that they were like bb's like she has she seems to have like romantic connections with like a lot of people in this book you know so, <laughs> yeah bb uh yeah she's not alone on valentine's day that's for sure but no. uh, uh what's really interesting is like imagine it's like ghosts of boyfriends past now for bb how i mean you have someone romantically interested watching all your other future relationships and stuff like that 
So that's very weird. It does paint the way we see the ghost differently now when we look at Pyre. So I, I feel like stuff like that really strengthens the reread and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the like I when we first saw him, um, like I I totally just thought he was one of Shift's goons and stuff. Maybe he just grabbed his tech and stuff. I I love like the more personal conne- connection to it, and this this kind of feels for me like like Dead Lucky's Hell Bent um, kind of thing, like like the most personal villain. And I just yeah, I'm I'm digging it so far. How do you think Pyre came back? I will see. I mean. Yeah. And is this pyre? Could this be a robot? Because like the spirit's still with her. Because does that mean does that invalidate the electronic yeah. spirit that's with her if pyre's back? That yeah, honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. That's a I, that's a great question. That's why I like these discussions because I haven't thought of it. The the, the, yeah, there's some crazy technology in this in this book and in this universe. So yeah, who who really knows? We don't know. We got like, some yeah. The electrical impulses that BB can read, yeah. maybe uh, Morrow somehow used those to, to get some kind of consciousness for some androids, or maybe this is Pyre, and oh, yeah. that says something more about some the, life model uh, decoys out there, and they're just tossing her. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, it, could it, could be, be. it could be like a yeah android they do to fuck with her, but you well, never know the way the way he like introduces yeah. himself. It kind of seems like there's there's more to this, but I mean it makes sense though given the theme of the book and like there's a theme of the book that I feel like we kind of drifted away from as we focused more on the tech aspect, which is the dead like component of the book, the spiritual component. So mm-hmm. I think this probably will tie in more with, to that and like that weird realm we saw when she went in that one issue and she got that like weird flashback. Like I think someone compared it to the, like the black Panther thing at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe that it'll have to do with that, but uh, no, I'm, 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 this is one of those things where like, I don't want to think about it too much because I'm actually really, intrigued with where it's going but i think the one thing that intrigued me even just as much in this issue was how um how the alliance that dead lucky is built upon the foundation of dead lucky minus the bots and the 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 dead ghosts but like the allies her actual allies it's kind of crumbling because they're all beginning to have like Mm self-doubt and and they're all beginning to doubt their own like convictions you can see that with literally everybody involved so I think that's like you like for example look at the rift that's like forming between her and maria now and their disagreement on like the whole outcome of the movement so that you know what i mean like that's particularly interesting for me and then just seeing like there's there's a there's like the whole bb's kind of not surprise surprise not healthily dealing with the death of eddie because she hasn't gone to the funeral uh so she hasn't really like had the closure or like really processed those feelings it's like, demons yeah. on top of demons, right? Like she still hasn't gone over her platoon, and then Eddie on top of that, you're not going to deal with those well. Yeah, and now the what's his name, a ghost showing back at the end is going to make it a lot harder to to deal with all those problems. We got to call this ghost a boyfriend's past. This episode, come on, his name is Ghost. Ghost, uh, whatever. But yeah, no, it it's intriguing. Like the dynamics are there, and uh, you can see a line coming from Ghost. Like, how how are you going to stop me? You couldn't even keep your, you know, you couldn't even keep Eddie alive and stuff like that because he knows her personally, and so he knows those villains are always the most personal. And I do think Pyre is going to be a huge deal beyond this arc, even. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and also, um, one thing I'm super curious about is um, now that um, like BB's identity is out there. 
too right like it, it like everyone knows she's dead lucky um too um i i'm i'm curious are, do people know who her like parents are or like that they own the ch like the chai mexico or anything like that like i'm curious if that's going to come into play like oh that's oh, sure. B that's bb's parents or like you know what i mean that's dead lucky's parents and then it's going to get like super busy i wonder if like that's going to come into play or Obviously, the villains can start using the parents, uh, like like that typical stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious about that. Mara's probably paying to keep the keep the business going, right? Because like you know, it burned down, and isn't it back up? It's it's back up and running. Did it not get burned down? It is. She, like, yes. Four or five? Yeah. Yes. So maybe it Mara's funding up. them, and it doesn't matter now because they're associated with Mara. Yeah. And Mara's so powerful that it's almost like, what are you gonna do? Like people like BB and Dead Lucky because she does well, and she's connected to Mara. So there's extra reason not even to go after her. So I think she might be kind of safe. But that could go could happen yeah yeah especially with like the over the tech overreach of morrow they probably she probably feels a little reassured with her parents but there's also the aspect of like if i push too hard against morrow are they going to like yeah yeah that's you know right. kidnap my family and shit because they have yeah. bots like all over the city yeah <laughs> they probably yeah, like yeah. track every one of them right like i'm assuming if morrow is as morrow as we think yeah. they are they probably track everyone like the yang the bbi the lopez yang family they probably track them all down right oh yeah yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that scene where I think it was with BB talking to either Maria or Valentine. It might have been Maria. We're like, oh look, it's great now. Mar things are great with Maro, and it's like sunny, and there's like a robot just hanging there with a the kid and stuff like that. It's like, is it though? Like those robots <laughs> are still creepy as hell. Like, I, and I like that too because we did just say like, oh yeah, all is good. They're like, uh, I think it's still like kind of screwed up here, and like I don't know, Maro still doesn't seem to be doing what's right. Just because it looks a bit better doesn't mean that under the surface, uh, they're still not trying to get their goals. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely from their their perspective for sure. Because yeah, the inner gang's gone, but we 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 know for sure that they were they were causing havoc for sure. But they weren't the true true villains in there. So yeah, I just mm -hmm. um, I, it's I a quick issue, aspect. eh? Like the yeah, issue is. Yeah. It is a lot. A it lot is. happens, but it's a quick issue. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. It's kind of just that, that one mission kind of setting setting some groundwork, like and the aftermath, and then yeah, and then leading to the it is really thing. interesting though yeah is, like the, the cliffhanger changes the story a lot because now it's like it, like yeah who the fuck is that ghost and that's just like is that actually a ghost or is that some like manifestation of trauma through like brain circuitry or something like i don't know it's just like it's like did the powers you inherited give you the ability to like manifest your trauma like you know what i mean did the, like maybe the powers triggered something in your brain that made your like ptsd come to life like or, or she yeah. has like electric powers and the ptsd is also like working in conjunction with it right so it's like the, yeah, the electricity yeah, yeah 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 so it's just like yeah i think it's a really interesting way to do powers that result in electricity and the ghost and machine kind of story I, I think it's a really genius kind of idea that Melissa used where you have a veteran with ptsd and that can also be her strength being able to commune and potentially being able to heal trauma and use that trauma as a means to prevent further trauma for others i think that's pretty good I, yeah, I really want to see like how this is going to really change the story in an interesting way. But let's look at a few spoilers. I think we covered pretty much everything in the issue for the most part. Like, yeah, we didn't like go over like the fine-tuned details of like she took out the guards. But, you know, there's like three pages yeah. of incredible <laughs> action. So oh, yeah. if you so missed it, some crazy yeah. lightning, uh, the, the lightning's always great. Like, so let us know below. So. What do we miss out on? Yeah. What's the most amazing yeah. scene from this issue for you? What what drew your eyes to this book? Let us know. The, 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 the last book. page, I can guarantee yeah. most people, 90% will say that. I hope we'll say the last. Reminded me of Rogue Sun, right at the end with uh, with Marcus and stuff coming back. It's those kind of reveals, like oh shit, big game changer, someone from your past that knows you. It was, it was good. Like I, I'm. Enjoying
Issue yeah. eight, though. No, I agree. And issue eight, like the cover is them fighting. And it's like, it says, BB faces unexpected resistance in her plan to destroy Maro, and her new foe begins to enact his own plans for the city. Will BB be able to survive long enough to see it through? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Then issue 10, because we have we have the next three. Issue nine, sorry, it says, still reeling from the shocking discoveries of last issue. So eight will be another revelation. BB returns to San Francisco, but with Pyre always one step ahead and even more powerful, and, and, and an even more powerful foe moving in the shadows. Is her city still safe for her? So new, new, new villain even, and then Dead Lucky mm -hmm. Ten. They're back to back. So it seems like they're both fighting, like you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So they're both like backed up against the wall, fighting a common enemy. So they're friends temporarily. And it says push to the breaking point, and with her allies' resolve wavering, Baby Baby makes a deal with an old friend that could change everything. I think that's her and Pyre making a deal. And can San Francisco be saved? Does Baby even want to save it anymore? And what is the horrifying secret of Jimmy Moss? So I, I'm really excited yeah. because Pyre, we're getting that. We're not getting rid of that. I, it's not like one of those Marvel things where they like put something big and the next week it's like, oh, we're just kidding. And it's like this Pyre thing is going to be the maker for like seven years later. We'll do Ultimate Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're right though. Um, one, uh, one thing uh, I don't mind. So anyway, keep going, keep going. I'm just um, hyped, but we're getting Jimmy Moss back because like the, he was yeah. pretty menacing. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like there's a lot more to him. Maybe he's yeah. like one of those like Akira looking monster things when he finally like <laughs> he's like, great. Like Arkham City Joker or something would be yeah. really sweet. Um, that's one thing I think it's interesting that um, we have the pirate thing. Like this could go in the like the Winter Soldier arc, right? Where it's like you you know you're fighting against your, your friend who's been brainwashed. Obviously, like it, or he could, it could this could be like the Darth Vader ver version of Pyre, right? Where like these evil forces take you and rehabilitate you, and then they just warp your mind. We have no idea. Like I, I can't. Yeah, yeah Jimmy I, back too. I, I, I think I'm no. You're good. I'll just add on to that. I'm starting to think like that uh, maybe Pyre, like like j just like I'm reading the panel now of the flashback and um, like BB, like it's great kind of talking to them, but it, it's interesting. It shows that ghost like he to me, it seems he's been a soldier a lot longer, um, like he's kind of been in this a lot longer. Um, so like me, like he's been through a lot more and like maybe BB's kind of a rookie in this. Um, and even like she, he's kind of comforting over like her first love. He's like, oh, I've like I know what that feels like. I've been through a bunch. Mm -hmm. So like it kind of feels like he's kind of been through some stuff. So I, I'm curious about like his motives before this point, kind of a, what he's up to and what his mm -hmm. intentions with BB are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like their bond is a serious relationship because like it's like you, you're over there fighting overseas. So that's like a bond that people have for life. Yeah. And then you apply romantic yeah. elements on top of that. So like this is a person that's really close to you and probably could knows be a genuine. Lot of... Yeah. 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 It, could, it, could, it could be genuine. Yeah. I, 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 I think it is genuine. Yeah. I, I, I very well think it could be. Yeah. Issue six. We see Pyre for the first time in costume um, in the scene. And, and when 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 shift when shift tells BB that the plans are changed, then they're not going to fight with her. They started to turn around, but like Pyre's still there. Like he's looking while Shift's already leaving. And then Shift yells at him. He's like, Pyre, time to go. So there's still like a little bit of um, sentiment yeah. there for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Or it could be, spoiler, like an Omni Man thing. Like he was sent in to do something with BB and then like developed a relationship and then was like, okay, like I, I kind of feel for this girl now. So I've. 
Well, I mean, they had they had feelings for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. But he could have been like he could have been using her like yeah. Debbie, right? Yeah. Like, like how no oh, one yeah. was using Debbie for a long yeah. time, and then yeah. fucked her over, but developed. They seem like they've had a, a sexual relationship. Yes. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. It seems like they've hooked up for sure. Just or even sure. if not, it seems like they have a more intimate relationship based on the fact that they're both veterans and they understand what it's like to be a veteran and not a, a what's the word a civilian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's like, so it's like for them, they have that that connection because, as we saw obviously in this issue, which was a really nice moment to see that like he understands her. But I'm I'm really like that's another component I'm really curious about of exploring within um, this story is like how did that relationship evolve before yes. it all went down the shit? Because I'm yes. that was really good writing. That was like genuinely interesting. Yeah, I was intrigued. Um, like, oh, and then before even the reveal at the end, I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, I, I wasn't even surprised that BB was like like wanted to get it on with another good looking person. It's just like at this point it's every issue kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, People yeah. not player, bro. No no at this point, player. like every day could be your last, right? Like yeah. especially yeah. at this point. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, what do you do? Do you guys? Yeah, but this do... one, this one, this one felt more genuine, right? Like, Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like there was something probably there for a minute, but it's like with you know, with yeah. like Maria, it was just like, you know what I mean? Like in the moment kind of thing. Yeah. But, do you guys um, think that Shift knew about Pyre and BB's connection? Yeah. I think so because he yes. said he looked her up or some shit. Remember, he okay. said he like he read her file. Okay. Right. So and then so and like, then so, like people can keep telling her that like, even this issue, someone else told her they read her file. And yeah. They, like when they were asking her about how how she feels, like and then they were yeah. like, "Don't bullshit me. I read your file." <laughs> I was just like, "Okay." So I, I think yeah, I think I think shift yeah. being the shifty mofo he is, he probably knows. But if he doesn't, that would be interesting as well. So yeah. it, it's really like they have, there's a lot they could do with this. I'm also curious to see, like, I think one thing, like, again, I, I mentioned this a few times, but it's actually so interesting because they showed it from like different facets, but like the really the alliance, because it's not just, it's not just my gang that we infiltrated Mara with, or like my Winston, who like I got really close with, or like these like, like revolutionaries who are now joining my, it's like every mm. single person she's working with is has doubts, even the ones that aren't on her side. And it's, it's making the whole thing like super interesting because it's, you're like, it almost feels like like House of Cards, where it's like everyone has an agenda. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has an agenda. Everyone's trying to do something. And like Morrow is this vehicle. And then we, the, what makes it even more interesting is like we haven't even looked into the Jimmy Moss of it all. Like we've gotten like peaks, but it's just like I can't wait for that. I almost need Varys and Littlefinger to explain exactly what's going on. Like, <laughs> have a little like walk through the garden. But yeah, it is. There's a lot of play for just seven issues of a series when we already had like Eddie's really cool arc and that whole six issue arc and stuff like that. So there, there's a lot of balls in the air. And it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think also one thing I want to praise the creative team. I think it's hard to keep the momentum going and get people very excited after an issue like five and yeah. six, where you had so much battle, so much death, so much like, uh, you know, like that payoff. But I think they did an incredible job keeping the momentum going in this issue. It really feels like things are just as tense. Like, yeah, we have a bit of a breather with that fabricated facade of peace, but it really feels like things are about to blow up again. And and there's going to be another like you know another like war or battle or something so yeah. props to the creative team for managing to keep that mood there and keeping things very exciting i like love the discussion on the discord like so many people were excited to talk about this issue and what's happening moving forward so yeah and that that cliffhanger especially i think is like the strongest cliffhanger so far mm -hmm. the one that got me the yeah. most at least i'm like oh shit like this is like one of the people that's like connected to bb's powers and you know knows her personally in the real life so there's a lot of implications Sorry. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and there's no, more I'm... more food, more food for us in the back, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I I like the patience of that. Just like I feel like that's something you could have revealed pretty early on, um, like as a, as a hook, like oh, someone from BB's past is here. But um, I like the patience, and it's pretty ballsy that they waited for that long to kind of like give BB. Um, her own like personal villain yeah. um really but I, I just love it now we have this whole world set and we just have so much going on and uh yeah it's it's great yeah while i was reading it, i was like is it gonna be eddie like is it gonna be like eddie yeah like i, I generally didn't know that yeah. would be crazy that would be <laughs> but, but this is just, this is just this is even more crazy when you think about it because it really yeah. it throws everything we've known since the yes. beginning of the issue like out the water because it's just like if that's not him like like what what you know what i mean like are those people so it's like another question is like are those other two alive like are, are like are tanky and spaceman alive like could you know what i mean yeah. are they all alive in this yeah. form or like yeah. are pseudo alive or whatever i don't know it's interesting i do think we'll definitely see eddie uh as a as the electric energy like ghost thing I, before the end of the arc i think we'll see that maybe if like bb yeah. has a low point That'd be and sweet. then maybe yeah, or she's not talking to people and needs someone needs a reason to reach out. And Eddie goes, "Hey, you know, he could be a little bit stubborn because he can kind of they're like had that like best friend relationship on where they can kind of like give it to each other and, and you know they know all the buttons to press and like know Fuck when people me, are putting on facades and stuff. That'd be great. Yeah, be great. and it pl- it adds it gives Eddie kind of thing like he didn't he was in the military but he kind of died like kind of like almost like a death like he was basically part of the service right so it almost kind of like honors him in a way and kind of makes it like you know, almost on BB's level in that way. But I, I don't know. It's it's a hard it's hard to tread for Melissa because I know she's not a veteran and stuff like that. And I know she's running it by all the people and stuff like that to make sure that you, you know, she's trying to tell this story that's really good for victims. You even have the number at the end of some of the issues for reaching out for those with PTSD. But it's you just want to make sure you don't uh, overstep. Yeah, for sure. Oh, look at that. What do you got there, Bash? Oh, you're, you're muted there. Obviously, the Massiverse team let us know that there's no more um, ratios going forward, but these variants are still hard to find. So this is the cover A for number eight, and we already read this solicit. Obviously, we've got more Pyre, which is very exciting. But then there's one more variant, really cool variant by um, Johnson. Wait, what's, it, what's the full name here? Oh, Matthew Johnson. So Matthew Johnson did this really sweet cover. Wow. I just, I just want to say, it. yeah, it's nice. And, and you get virgin covers. Like all these covers that you get from the Massiverse, these covered bees, most of them are virgin covers. And the, do you know, like like getting a virgin cover for cover price of a really nice like, cover, if you like it, that's pretty sweet because most of the time they're ratios. So these are going to be hard to find. If you're a cover collector, if you like the variants, I recommend you put in your pre-orders. The best way to support these series is not to get it at the store, but to actually put in your pre-orders. It makes a huge difference, huge. So if you're, or, if you're loving the book... Your, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Mm-hmm. More more books end up on the shelf when you pre-order. If people see a yep. lot of pre-orders, they'll yeah. order some extra yeah, ones put true. on the shelf for people that don't know about the series to catch their eye and get into it. Exactly. And it's good for the health of the book. It's good for comic stores to be able to gauge interest in the long term as opposed to like people just buy number one and stop, which happens yeah. a lot with many books. This so, is a perfect poster for like cover price. Yes. Basically, you just put that on the wall. It looks like a poster. It's really nice. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And it's really nice yellow. It's a really nice like yellow cover that, in my opinion, the colors are very suitable for the dead lucky uh, you know, aesthetic. So mm-hmm. grab those if you're interested. And then for cover, for issue nine, we only have the one incredible cover by Rod Rice, who of Cowell, of you know, so many oh, different yeah. incredible books. That's a really nice cover. So just one, but for number 10, another, see, so you got another pie, but then we also have the connecting cover by Stefano Simeone that's with all the, the Walking Dead 20th anniversary cover. So for those of you that are collectors of Dead Lucky, put in your orders, get those covers, get get the issues. FOC is soon for, I know, at least for number eight. But other, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Anything you guys want to add for Dead Lucky before we head on out? 
Yeah. Andrew is a good pick. Uh, just for if we had a radiant pink Walking Dead cover, what Walking Dead character do you think would be on the pink cover? And why is it Princess? <laughs> I haven't read Walking yeah. Dead, so I, so I haven't, yeah, I, I haven't I don't finished know. it all either. I, mean, yeah, I haven't I'm, read like the first hundred, to be honest. No, I'm just kidding. I, Andrew is a really good choice for the pink cover. It's really cool the way they did that, and it makes the massive verse feel all the more important, which is nice to see. You know, yeah. it, it's great. Um, no, but your, your real question is. is Sorry, you really you, what you really wanted to say is when they do the Invincible twentieth anniversary covers, <laughs> why is it why is Anissa gonna be the one that's with Dead Lucky? That's the question. <laughs> why is Anissa gonna be oh, the one? We're not opening the Anissa draft today, folks. <laughs> oh. that, that would be like the best fight ever. Like Anissa versus Dead Lucky. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be that'd great. One. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Really oh my god. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so but, uh, so that, that's our hint at telling you guys to do these. Do, see that theme you guys yeah. just did for The Walking Dead? That's awesome. We're buying that, obviously. Many of us oh, are yeah. buying the fuck out of it. Do that exact same thing for Invincible. For Kitty, all Kitty versus titles. Battle Beast in the background. Oh, let's go. Jeez. Uh, come oh, on. Come on. Like, locking, like pulling onto the tusks. Oh, like, come yeah. on. Let's go. Radiant, Radiant Pink and Monster Girl. You know what I mean? Like yeah. different covers. Like, oh, there's this so much you could do with the Invincible. I would also argue just real quick. When you look at the Invincible season two poster, the aesthetic of Invincible, just even just when you look at the Radiant Black animation we got, it's a lot closer to Radiant Black. So it wouldn't look like like something completely it would look yeah. like it fits. You know, yeah. it'd be like it'd be like TMNT crossing over with Uzagi. Like it, it makes sense, yeah. right? It's yeah. Natural. So it's exactly natural. And they, it would work well together because they're all kind of cosmic or like science heroes and shit like that. Anyway, yeah, my 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 long shot hope though would be like if you had radiant black help in 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 the big like war going forward in oh, the big like viltrumite war like that would be amazing since like space racers probably not going to get used or like t you're not going to get the tng crew in there to come help so definitely like, that'd be a nice touch radiant black and by then you know we'll have five that'd years of radiant black yeah. or whatever like that'd be cool like if image wanted to like introduce people to these characters you know you want to own the world amazon i mean this is a good way to start uh, taking the media over but yeah, anyways, I digress. Dead Lucky 7, hell of an issue, and uh, looking forward to 8. Yeah. yeah. Pick up Dead Lucky, please. It's such a good book. Support uh, your local comic uh, bookshops. Check out the Massive Verse, and we'll see you next time for Dead Lucky number 8. Stay radiant, everyone.